Hello and welcome to GPTV on the very best Tuesday that we've had for many, many months, Gary. Tuesday the 29th of September. My name is Philip Kingston. I'm Gary Pierce. Phil. It's a sunny day and there's lots of sunshine because uh, we're back. We're open. We are well, open. We now shout out to our favourite Premier, Dan Andrews, the man that we now absolutely love because he, he looked down upon the real estate industry and led us out of, uh, out of exile uh, and, and brought us into the land of being able to show people through houses. So for all of those people that think this is a right-wing show, we're right behind our Premier now. He's the Moses of real estate, Phil. That's what they're calling him, the Moses of real estate. Let us uh, out of the darkness, Gary. He parted the waters and he, he put out an open for inspection sign. And here we are, Phil, uh, from the uh, Moses of real estate. How could anybody do anything but admire him for that, Phil? Uh, here we are, Phil. Uh, we are like in the depths of spring now, getting right into it. Uh, the racing season I had two runners on Saturday. They both came set third. Uh, order of command, look out, it'll be back. A natural choice for the guineas, Phil. Well, you had two thirds, third last or third at the front? No, two thirds, two thirds was okay. Order of command's back. So it's racing season. It's, uh, it, it, it's of course, uh, property time, Phil. And, of course, for people uh, in the Jewish faith, it was the Day of Atonement uh, yesterday, as you would well be aware. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, the Day of Atonement is about atoning for your sins. And, of course, uh, a lot of people in the Jewish community have said, look, uh, praying to God and saying, whatever we did wrong, God, last year, we're really sorry because we don't want another year like the one we've had now. So I think there's been quite a bit of a, a toning happening, Phil. Well, Should Gary, clearly not enough because I never got a phone call from you begging forgiveness. No, well, that's because I haven't done anything wrong. So it's, uh, if you haven't done anything wrong, there's no reason to, to, to atone, Phil. So it's all good. But, uh, you know, it's been an interesting time. And, of course, the curfew's gone, Phil. So uh, the dog has uh, clipped his paws with glee because we can walk around the streets at midnight and 1 o'clock in the morning, which is what we like doing. Uh, so, you know, things are on the up. This is a very optimistic episode, Phil, don't you think? Well, they've increased the fines, Gary, just so that we can move past all of this. They've increased the fines. So the, the fine for breaking the curfew, well, not the curfew, but for breaking the uh, spirit Ooh. of the agreement has gone up from $1,649 to just under $5,000, Gary. And just imagine if you were to have a party and invite 10 friends over, that would be a $50,000 party if the police came knocking on your door. So okay. you make sure that we all observe the spirit of the new regulations so you don't get to split it because if it's you know you when you split if the party's big enough and you split one fine not so expensive is it really uh, yeah, yeah. so they're pretty serious about this but look uh, it's a good we've, we've got the daily averages down significantly uh, the the death rate thank, thankfully has fallen dramatically uh, so these are these are all good signs and as we all start to go back to work uh, we've just got to remember that this is a silent killer Gary that is out there and we've got to do uh, all that we can to ensure that this doesn't have a third wave well, Phyllis, being pleased too, I don't know, uh, you didn't have the choppers overhead, but I had the choppers overhead uh, one night last week. That was interesting. Uh, looking up, you know, hearing those choppers going, I thought, what is going on here? But uh, anyway, these are, as everybody says, unprecedented times and uh, we're getting through it. And I just want to shout out to our team because all of our team, uh, and of course, if you're a sales agent, Phil, as uh, we have so many of, uh, it hasn't been particularly great fun for them because you haven't been able to make a sale you haven't been able to meet anybody to get instructions to sell, although we have got instructions to sell plenty of property still. But it has been very hard for them, Phil, for our team. People have been missing the office. I mean, Lord knows when we're in the office, they usually roll their eyes and we walk past and say, 
oh, I wish they weren't here so often, but now I'm feeling a bit of love, Phil, because they're saying we actually miss you. So there's a message in that for us, some optimism, Phil. This is a very optimistic episode. Uh, open well, you know, this is the start of October, Gary, and, and uh, keeping mind under normal times, we'd be saying, okay, we've got 12 weeks to go before the end of the year, which we still essentially have 12 or 13 weeks to go. Having said that, uh, all indications are that this is going to be a longer season to try to make up uh, for lost ground. Uh, interestingly, the buyers are out. We know this because the online inquiry is uh, right up there. It's, it's certainly we can measure online inquiry. So I I think as of this week, Gary, you're going to see sales happening all around Melbourne. Uh, and I think there's going to be a bit of a, a rush, a pre-Christmas rush to bed down a sale. Uh, now, Phil, uh, I'm just I'm going to move on for a second. Before I do, uh, one commentator who's a little bit uh, comedic, uh, real property uh, expert and commentator said that uh, estate agents are going to be playing like teachers now, police people. So, you know, when people are in the inspection too long, it's 16 minutes, out you go. Don't touch anything. So, you know, we've got to be very, very much in control of the inspection experience now, Phil, because the trust has been put in our hands. So we want to make sure our team uh, don't let down uh, what uh, we are required to do. The other thing, Phil, I wanted to move on and talk about is the economist, uh, Nerida Connorsby, the chief economist from REA, gave us a great big injection of hope, Phil. She was a, another shining light in this uh, you know, time of darkness. It has been, but there's certainly plenty of uh, light blaring through now or blazing through. Uh, interesting observation, Phil, that she had to make about the market and her predictions. Uh, one of the comments, of course, is that people haven't been spending much money. Uh, they've been saving. Uh, and of course, most importantly, uh, she thinks that the market's going to come back, um, I wouldn't say bouncing unbelievably strong, but pretty solid. I would say she felt that it was going to be pretty solid. Your thoughts? Well, well for the viewers that uh, don't quite know what you're talking about, Gary, we had a Zoom conference with the chief economist from REA, uh, and we had a number of uh, GPTV watchers and our clients uh, as part of that, together with our entire team. Uh, it was, uh, I was a little bit concerned because we invited her on not knowing exactly what she was going to say. Uh, and effectively, if it had have been doom and gloom, I think she would have spoken her mind. But she was very upbeat, very optimistic, uh, and talking in terms of the property market is going to have a very, very busy three or four months. And she felt coming out of lockdown, uh, if anything, the market was going to push forward as opposed to stagnating or going backwards. So we, we certainly can measure online activity, as I said before, but all indications are that people, you know, if you think about it, there's been a lot of people through this entire COVID process that have been in businesses or professions that have been relatively unaffected. Uh, and those people are certainly sitting on more money today than what they were six or seven months ago, having not been on holidays, having not consumed much. So I think that um, if anything too, uh, whether you're a first home buyer, second home buyer, third home buyer or, or downsizer, the home has become much more in focus. I think people are really zeroing in on the fact that uh, creature comforts of a home are absolutely everything. And we've been saying that for generations that the home is everybody's castle. But I think people have got a new understanding of what they want in a home. And I think you'll see a bit of a buyer activity just for people, for example, saying, I want a bigger back garden or I want a bigger family room or I want a study. So all of these things are going to push forward, I think, in terms of people changing their homes that might not have under normal circumstances. Well, the study was mentioned as a big one, Phil, and I think a lot of people now 
uh, will be looking for the extra space. And that's certainly a bit of a tip that we got from Leah that people are talking about the study, looking at the study, inquiring online about the study. Uh, also interesting when she named uh, areas that people looked in uh, or were looking in, uh, Elstermith, I think, was on top of the list in terms of most search suburbs. So you know, for those, uh, for, of course, the areas we operate, form a nice little cosy ring around Elstermith, Bill. So uh, that was also, I thought, an interesting kind of telltale of what suburb is being sought after. And of course, a lot of people looking at areas, regional areas now, thinking maybe I'll downsize, have a city pad, go and have a place in the country somewhere or a little bit further out. Uh, also is another interesting comment. So, uh, but overall, I took a lot of optimism from that, Phil, because you would have thought, well, you know, there's so much gloom and doom being reported. You would have thought, gee, there's unemployment and there's, uh, you know, problems out there. How's the market going to hold up? But it's held up in Sydney. Uh, and it looks like if Leah, um, if not Leah, I beg your pardon, if Nerida is correct, because uh, I've got information from Leah today as well, but if Nerida is correct, uh, then the market is going to hold up. Um, and we know there's a lot of people itching, scratching, keen to get out there looking at properties, Phil, and that's happening now. Well, talking about itching, scratching and keen, Gary, uh, it's probably the perfect segue to talk about what I've been watching over the last week. Uh, and you probably think to yourself, what possible connection is there? And there's none, but I thought I'd just move you on. Uh, watching two things, which I want you to watch, Gary, because, uh, you know, to the people that have said that this is a right-wing show, you are very much that part of the right wing. Um, so I've been watching two shows that I can thoroughly recommend and I would love you to watch because I think that this would educate you. Uh, but I've been watching the series on Netflix about Hillary Clinton. It's a four-part series essentially the life and times of Hillary Clinton. Uh, I learned a lot out of that. It was the most, probably one of the most extraordinary four-part series I've ever watched. Having finished that, the thing that really is extraordinary is Comey, which is, the, um, which is also a four-part series about uh, Comey, who is the head of the FBI that undertook the investigation of Hillary Clinton and the email scandal. Uh, absolutely riveting and fantastic watching. And I would urge all of those Democrat supporters and all of those Republicans to watch this because I think that they can all learn something from it. Well, there you go, Phil. To think that I thought I was being educated by watching the Jeffrey Epstein series, uh, which was also, I thought, very interesting. But anyway, look, I, I don't know whether after this next few weeks we'll ever be talking about miniseries anymore, Phil, because uh, we're going to be back uh, very, I mean, I've been, I know we've both been busy anyway, but we're going to be very, very, very busy. I think the telly's going to be off and uh, I won't be watching so much of CNN as I have been, notwithstanding you talking about my right leanings, because uh, I like to see what both sides are saying, Phil. I love to go back and forward between the two uh, at 2am, 1am when I'm doing my best telly watching work. Uh, but anyway, we've got the election coming up there as well, Phil. So there's, I mean, could there be much more happening in the world than COVID, uh, elections, uh, property market, uh, racing season for some? I mean, it's just unbelievable. Football grand final. I mean, how much is going on out there? It's crazy time. Uh, just a bit of a shout out, shout out to Melbourne because ultimately, as much as we've suffered through this lockdown, uh, I still think whatever happens in Melbourne, it is still the most livable city of the best country of the world. So uh, shout out to all Melburnians as we start to shake off uh, the, 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 the remnants of, of lockdown. Um, I, I still think it's the best city. You'd, where, where else would you prefer to live other, other than Sydney? <laughs> Sydney or, or Queensland, yeah. Uh, Phil, you know, I've always or been, Perth. 
Yeah, exactly right on Patch Darwin. Uh, yeah, Adelaide was looking pretty good. Okay, yeah. I think that, that comment, who wants to go to Adelaide, uh, was probably one of the comments that maybe the Premier in retrospect preferred, would have preferred not to have said. But uh, Phil, I've always been the most proud Melbourneian out there. But I think we've got some work to do to get things back on track. And uh, no doubt the resilient Victorians uh, with their innovation and resilience will make sure those things that are suffering. Will well, let, let's move into some real estate, Gary. What's been happening over the last week? Uh, I see we've made some sales, which is good. Uh, obviously not the same volume, but uh, in lockdown period, uh, I see our new projects division has been busy in Westbury Street in East St Kilda. Uh, Phil, we've made a few sales. We've paid a few bills. Not sure we've paid them all for the month. That's another story. But we have paid a few bills, uh, made a few sales. Uh, this project in 95 Westbury Street, Phil, that's a very exciting one. I mean, what a great street Westbury Street is. And, uh, of course, you know, I used to work at the milk bar on the corner of Westbury Street and Elmer Road. Uh, it was called the Westbury Walkabout for those people who have been uh, around a long time, Phil. And they used to stack crates and mop and clean the floor for a dollar an hour, but they paid me cash, which was good. Uh, so I know that street well, remember it well, uh, and it used to be an okay but not great street. It's become a, a great street, Phil. And well, got- you know, if you think about Gary, Westbury Street is the connector between Carlisle Street and Dandenong Road, and uh, you couldn't get better access to facilities from Westbury Street. But shout out to Julian Millman, who uh, were together with the new projects division, uh, had a project at number 95 Westbury Street, which only settles in about five weeks' time. That is, it's being built and will have its new occupants moving in in five weeks' time. Uh, Didn't stop him from selling all 15 right through COVID. Uh, And he's now moved on with the same developer to 105 uh, Westbury Street, where there was 14 in that building, and he's already sold two, uh, a great two-bedroom ground floor apartment and a great first-floor apartment, one bedroom. You got those numbers mixed up, Phil. It's 95 now that's uh, on the market and 105 it's sold. That's okay. Doesn't matter. Just uh, want to make sure that you're paying attention. Yeah, well, I like how you knew that. I like how you keep them on my toes like that, Phil. It's good, 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 good. It's a healthy thing to do. Uh, 95, uh, one bedroom sold there for 495, a two bedroom for 849. If you just, people are curious about what, what you have to pay to get a magnificent, not a good, but a magnificent apartment in Westbury Street. Uh, so 495 at 849. So it's good to see our projects uh, marketing team still making sales, Philip, even in this lockdown time. Um, and that's just uh, another example of it. Uh, Philip, we sold a property in Robert Street. So well done there uh, to Arlene, uh, Robert Street in Bentley. Uh, and that is uh, number four at 77 Robert Street. I was looking at the side here, Phil. I've got the details. Uh, we also sold 53 Bialaba Road, uh, which is another property that sold. It's denied you an auction, Phil. But the price there is undisclosed. Uh, so another sale has happened and uh, we've sold an apartment. Uh, Joel Sir, 15 at 129 Canberra Road. He's also sold Phil there. Um, so well done to Joel Sir. Busy, busy man is he. Uh, Phil, we've got a feature property today to talk about. You know this one. Before we jump into the feature property, Gary, I think it's probably prudent that we just uh, let all our viewers know what we can and can't do in the property market at the moment. Uh, so, so, viewers, uh, if you've been itching to get out and have a look at a property or you've been thinking about getting your property on the market, the rules as of 11.50 night on Sunday night that's just passed were that we can now show buyers through one-on-one, that is one agent and one buyer, although... Uh, one buyer is now described as the principal buyer, but can bring through their, their as long as it's from the same family, they can bring their partner or their intimate partner, as long as it's from the same family and their children. So 
Uh, it's not as though uh, the man or the woman or the woman and the woman or the man and the man have to go through. They can bring the entire family through uh, as long as it's from the same family. And so uh, great only, news. Only 15 minutes, Philip. And only 15 minutes. And we've got to have a COVID plan, Gary, which is essentially uh, we've got to ask you whether you're feeling uh, okay before you come through. Naturally, if you're not feeling okay, please go and have a COVID test. Uh, we've got to sanitise your hands before you go in. Well, that can't be a bad thing. And then, of course, uh, we've got to have you in the property for 15 minutes or less. Um, and we've got a register use so that should there be a COVID outbreak somewhere, we're able to trace you back. So uh, we'd, ask the, we'd ask the viewers, if you're going to go and inspect a property, try and keep your touching of surfaces okay. in somebody's home to an absolute minimum. Uh, if there's absolutely no reason to open a cupboard or a drawer, we would ask you not to. Uh, in fact, just put your hands in your pocket as you wander through the home and resist all temptation. Exactly right. And only 15 minutes, Philip. When it's 15 minutes, the alarm goes off and you're out of there because uh, the 16th minute is the dangerous minute, Philip. So you can't be there for more than 15 minutes because uh, once you go there over time, everything starts breaking down, Philip. So that's the time frame that's been decreed. Anyway, uh, so you need to you need to get in touch with your favourite agent uh, or even your least favourite agent and say I'd like to have a private inspection. Obviously, all of our salespeople are actually sitting by the phone as we speak, Gary, uh, waiting for your call. Uh, but certainly, all you've got to do is make a phone call to your agent and say, "Can I have a look through a property?" And they will make a private appointment for you. That's what our salespeople will now be doing seven days a week. We're not yet back to open for inspections, uh, but seven days a week, almost 24-7, Gary, we will be taking people through properties on a private basis. One of the things that we just asked the buying public to do is to really work out whether you do want to have a look through a property before you make that appointment. And, and I just ask, you know, have a look at it on Google Maps, have a look at it on Google Earth, really research it online, maybe even doing a drive by the property first. Uh, because we'd much rather be showing people through well qualified uh, before that they actually go through somebody's home. Good comment, Phil. Uh, absolutely right. Our guys, our guys, I say guys, as in our people, are waiting by the phone, Philip. You will get through. If not, they'll call you back very quickly because they're good callers back, I believe, our team, which is not all agents are, Phil. But uh, I've got to say to you, we are ready to go ready to show and uh, getting very, very excited about the months ahead. And of course, in three weeks time, uh, it could well be a very different situation. Uh, again, Phil, we could be on-site auctions. Uh, and of course, uh, we're getting really and very excited about that. Phil, we've got one property to talk about today. Our property of the week, I want you to uh, lead away. We've got some images of it on the screen now. Three at 152 Oron Road. Uh, how about this magnificent home, Phil? Tell us about it. Gary, what an unbelievable home. This property is brand new. They've just managed to finish it off through COVID. Uh, this is the most incredible property, one of only three, and this is the front home. Uh, and it is over two stories, as you can see, but it comes complete with its own internal lift. Uh, the surfaces there, the decor, the attention to detail, the quality of the finishes, the floor plan, uh, is nothing short of incredible. Complete, of course, with double lock-up garage and beautiful courtyard gardens. That kitchen meals family room is nothing short of fabulous. And the main bedroom, Gary, you can either have a main bedroom up on the first floor or a main bedroom on the ground floor. 
this is really the most beautiful home. And of course, set in that uh, very exclusive part of Orong Road, which is between Balaclava Road and Orong Road, where you've got the magnificent plane tree, treescape and streetscape. Uh, and of course, you've got access to Carlisle Street, you've got access to Glenara Road Village, you've got access to the Caulfield Junction. Uh, you really couldn't get a more beautiful development. I'm going to call it flexible, functional, and fantastic, Phil, if that's okay with you. That's how I'm going to describe that property and a couple of other things to get through quickly. We are going to have an interview, Philip. I've asked you to set that up, so you've got to make sure that there is that Zoom interview of a very well-known local uh, person, Philip. Um, Trying to set that up as we speak, Gary. Not so easy, but uh, we may be able to land it, so stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned. And, of course, the great drawing competition, Philip, draws to a uh, conclusion uh, next week. So for those drawers, uh, you're going to expect an, an extra week. Rush in your drawing about the post-COVID world, how it looks for you, the things you're looking forward to doing. Uh, and we are going to give you the finalists next week. We've got a lovely, lovely, of course, uh, prize filled supporting local businesses uh, with uh, Los Chicos. Las Chicas, as you Las, like. Las Chicas. Las Chicas. Uh, with uh, voucher $200 for the winner, $100 to second. Uh, go and get some great takeaway or go and enjoy it once it's open. Hopefully our cafes will be open, Phil, because Lord knows they are hurting right now and we're missing them. Uh, that's a big wrap on GPTV on this uh, late September episode, Phil. Uh, the episode of optimism, of light, of hope, of positivity. There's lots going on. I'm looking forward to a big, big spring now, showing people through homes, starting up auctions and inspections. It's all happening. And that's a big wrap from me, Phil. Anything further from you? No, I think uh, let's just have a great week and let's make it the most productive, fabulous end of 2020. We can't wait to wrap this year up. That's for sure. Uh, but it won't be wrapping up quickly because there's lots of work to do. I'm Gary Peer. I'm Philip Kingston. Have a fantastic week.